She's the one drinking beer. I'm drinking water. Two touchdowns a game. Pass in the game. Tripping. How you hide the Super Bowl? I don't know what we're doing in the front office, man. Twiddling our fucking dick. Brian, <laughs> I just need you to drink this. Wide receiver trivia. That's what she said. Her. Fuck. Her. Upset. Are those crutches? You can see Ryan's crutches. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to your favorite show on the internet. This is After Further Review, episode 168. I am your co-host, Jalen Brown. And I'm your other co-host you love to hate, Malin Dennis. And I'm your other great co-host, Nestor. And our first half guest joining us once again, June Bug Spade. What's going on, June? What up? What up? Thank you for coming back, returning to us after the Christmas week there. Uh, gentlemen, yes, how are we all doing? How was your Christmas? Man, it was it was nice. Yeah. Um, you know, with, with kids, it's uh, interesting. I'm at the time now in June and all this. I'm finally at the stage where you don't have to build a lot of shit. Uh. <laughs> I only had to build one thing, and it was this Nerf gun armory where you set up all these guns, everything, and all the ammo and the accessories. Um, I almost lost my goddamn mind building that thing. That China plastic would not snap in together, and I almost just said, fuck it. He's not getting a gift from Grandma. Um, it's just not happening. Uh, but I went to bed at 1.30 in the morning. My kids woke me up at 3 o'clock. And then they woke me up at four. Then they woke me up at five. And finally at five forty five in the morning I said, uh, you know what? I get it. You don't love me. Let's go ahead and open presents. <laughs> that, was, that was my Christmas morning. Oh gosh. Well I had it pretty easy then. Uh gentlemen, let's uh let's go ahead and take our customary shot. I know Nestor does not have a shot. He has something very different. Well, when you spend the evening with bath bombs and potpourri and candles, you sip on some tea afterwards. Mm. So. Cheers. I can't hear Gaster. He's just not talking. Uh, I think I was on mute. All right. Uh, let me just give the, the YouTube channel a quick plug real quick. So if you are listening to the show and don't know that we live stream on YouTube every single Wednesday night, we do 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you click the first link down in your podcast description, you'll be taken here and you can click subscribe and join the influx of new subscribers that we have. We've got a bunch of new subscribers in the past week or so. Uh, so welcome to all the new folks, whether you're watching this live or after the fact. Love Glad it. to have you here. Uh, welcome aboard. It's a crazy ship that we're on, but uh, it's a fun one. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're going to just kick off things with, uh, you know, we will start with the Russ news. I was going to okay. say that for the community comments, but there's only been a couple comments on that video anyway, since I just put it up 
earlier today. So let's start off with the Russ news first. And uh, yeah, so just came out today that Jared Stidham will be starting over Russell Wilson as of this coming weekend. Uh, so yeah, Russ is getting the bench. Mainland, we will start with you first. What do you think? Well, I mean, let, let, let's not sugarcoat how I have felt about Russell Wilson over the last two years. We'll, we'll give it two years because right around this time, it was sitting down in an owner's suite with Roger Goodell watching Tom Brady win a Super Bowl. He just won Man of the Year. Forget about the fact that he laid a big-ass fucking egg against the Rams and we lost a playoff game, but he wanted to blame everybody else, and Russ decided he wanted out, right? He wanted a change of scenery. The grass is greener on the other side. So he thought, kind of seems like it's more scorched earth. Um, But here's what the NFL does. Pisses me off. It causes me to be sympathetic to this fucking man. And it bothers me that the NFL does shit like this. Okay. Uh, so, yes, the, the news came out earlier, right? That Russell Wilson getting benched. Stidham is going to be starting for the next two games, right? And you automatically you got to be thinking, like, God damn, Stidham, like, how fucking bad is Russell Wilson? It's Stidham of all fucking people. <laughs> Um, is going to be starting for two games. <laughs> then naturally, we all start thinking money implications, right? Right. Well, if he if he doesn't pass that physical, he's guaranteed thirty seven million dollars, right? Uh, but then the news came out around I think five p.m. It Broncos approached Russell Wilson on Halloween night, two days after they beat the Chiefs. And told him that they wanted him to restructure that thirty-seven million guarantee, mm. and Russell Wilson said, "No, not going to do it." Now, keep in mind, the uh, they had they had had a terrible first half, right? Like, weren't they like one in five before they beat the Chiefs? I think right. So now they're like two in five. Russell Wilson says no. <clears throat> then the Broncos say, "We will bench you for the rest of the year." If you don't renegotiate your contract. And Russell Wilson said no. And he got the NFLPA involved, got his agent, all this stuff. Then what happens? They won, what, five games in a row? Right. Kind of hard to bench a guy when you beat the Chiefs, and then you win five in a row. And so, but apparently there's been this bad blood and this constant negativity back and forth between the Broncos and Russell Wilson the whole second half of this year. But what happens? Russell Wilson loses to the Patriots. So the Patriots did what they did before to Russell Wilson. They tried to tank his fucking career again. Uh, happened at the one-yard line at uh, Super Bowl forty-nine, mm. And uh, now he loses this week, and the Broncos actually followed through with what they said they were going to do. The only crazy thing about it, guys, I'm going to spit off some stats for you. Okay. Here's a quarterback, 26 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 6.9 yards per attempt, zero rushing touchdowns. The other quarterback, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 6.9 yards per attempt, three rushing touchdowns. 
Can you name the first quarterback that I just talked about? Probably not, right? No. <laughs> Can you take a wild stab at who the second quarterback was? Is it Russell Wilson? Yeah, it's Russell Wilson. Okay. So out of those two stats, right? 26, 14, 6.9, zero rushing touchdown, 26, eight intercepts, 6.9, three. Which quarterback would you rather have? Like right now for your team? Is the other quarterback would Patrick Mahomes? The other quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Russell Wilson is outplaying Patrick Mahomes right now in the NFL. And when you look at his numbers, he's going to, he would have finished the year with almost 30 touchdowns, 3,200 yards. You want to know what those numbers are? Those are numbers he had with the Seahawks for the majority of his career that made him a pro bowler Hmm. and made him one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. But the Broncos are just like, nah, man, fuck it. We're going to stit him. Like how how angry is Sean Payton? Right, that he doesn't want this man as his quarterback. He, how much worse does he think Russell Wilson is as a quarterback to Drew Brees? Mm. How much worse? Like, is he mad that Russell Wilson beat him in the playoffs? Is, like, is that what it is? Is he just yeah. taking shit? Like, I I don't know. I I don't understand. But I don't feel like Russell Wilson deserves this right now after last year yes he deserved it played like shit this year he's got he's got better numbers a lot of other quarterbacks that we think are great Mm. but the media and everyone keeps piling on him so you know what at the same token you know what fuck it i don't feel bad for him because he wanted out of seattle Mm -hmm. he got out of seattle and now he's had to deal with nathaniel hackett and sean payton and now he's going to be looking for his third home. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah, I, I do kind of feel bad for him because he's getting the short end of the stick here. Because uh, like you said, he has not played poorly this year. Like he's, he's played fairly well. I don't know what it is with, the, with him and Sean Payton. That's what it all really boils down to. No idea what went sour between the two of them uh but clearly just from the jump they have not gotten along uh but the whole team has just stunk for this past like month or so it's funny because if you guys remember we were talking about how they were on track to make the playoffs it was like the week of thanksgiving i think was when we made that episode mm-hmm. and then since then i think they've won one game and those playoff hopes went straight down the, the drain so uh, it seems like the Broncos are kind of using him as like a bit of a scapegoat. Um, of course, he did not play well in that New England loss. Uh, mm. But, yeah, I, I still think he's kind of getting shorted here. But, uh, June, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is, I mean, the, if you look at the AFC playoffs right now, there's only three teams that's qualified for the playoffs. So, yeah. They're still in the playoff hunt. They're seven and eight, and they got a relatively easy schedule. They got the Chargers and the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders have been playing very well, but still, still the Raiders, they could implode at any time. 
and you got Russell Wilson being a veteran quarterback, they could still make the playoffs in the AFC, and that should be unheard of right now. But with all the losses, the bad losses in the AFC this past weekend, and and those guys being tied, and now because the group was separating, and now that group is all back together again, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. So this is something with Sean Payton not liking Russell Wilson, didn't want him as his quarterback, and he's saying to himself, I, this is my chance to get rid of Russell Wilson. And Because anybody else would keep Russell Wilson in and say, we're going to play through this season. I mean, yeah. I mean, not saying Russell Wilson is Tom Brady, but you remember how bad Tom Brady was playing at the end of the season last year? And then he got into the playoff game against Dallas and just stunk it up. And they still <laughs> wanted to come back to use Tom Brady. Of course they did. But the, the simple fact of the matter is this. I mean, Tom Brady was playing like absolute dog shit. <laughs> the second half against, and, and if that division wouldn't have been so bad, right. you know, I don't think Tampa Bay would have made the playoffs last year. But yeah. there was no way in the hell, with the respect Tom Brady has, that Todd Bowles was going to bench Tom yeah. Brady. Sean Payton does not like Russell Wilson, doesn't have any respect for him, and you see it firsthand right now. He didn't want him as his quarterback, and he's making a statement that he didn't. So, The, the crazy thing, I will say this. So Walmart bought the Broncos, right? <laughs> like the family, right? The Walmart yeah, yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. So it, it makes sense, but it's also crazy that Walmart, which is now the richest ownership group to own an NFL franchise, wow. is pulling some great value shit <laughs> and not wanting to pay Russell Wilson his money. I'm just saying. I'm mm. just saying. We're gonna get we're gonna get us some great value cream of corn <laughs> out there in mm. Jared Stidham. Walmart didn't make money by paying money. Okay, that's why everyone has to check out their own fucking groceries now. So I think it's kind of funny. The richest owners in sports are pulling some financial shit right now. Nestor, any thoughts? Yeah, I'll just. I'll make it quick. I just. I feel. I do feel bad for him. Um, I don't know what Tom Payton expects to achieve these next two games. Um, I just think it's kind of, it's kind of funny that I didn't expect before the season started that we would be looking at a, at a, a Vegas team that's like rallying behind, uh, Antonio Pierce. Like, that's crazy to me. And I feel like, I don't know what, what they're expecting, but they'll probably lose that game and I don't see where they're going with it. Um, but, um, yeah, Russell's way better this year. Like touchdown into interception ratio, um, passer rating, he's much better this this season. So I don't think he deserves that, honestly. And um, I don't. Maybe the Denver Broncos have some karma over these next two games because of that that decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to say one more thing. I'm sorry because I know we got to move on. I really do. But as much shit. As I talk. Here's my wish list. Cut Russell Wilson. 
Come back home, baby. Come back home. The Seahawks. Make it right again with these weapons. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, <laughs> Russell Wilson with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Smith and Jigma. The three tight ends we got. You got Walker. You got Charbonnet. We drafted a whole fucking O-line since he left, and that was our Achilles heels. We didn't like we got all these people in rookie contracts. Yeah. We got we got we got spoon out there. Our defense is Come on back home, Russ. I'll it's, take uh, you back. I might be a jilted lover, but you can make it up. <laughs> I also just, going to the Jets next year. Let me, no, man. Let, let me pull out that number three again. I want it. <laughs> I want it. I want it bad. Yearning yeah, for it. Let's make it happen. You're going to be a Jet. They love to recycle quarterbacks, so you're going to the <laughs> no, Jets next year. They still got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> hey, no. Come on. Russ. Come on. Listen, I'm wouldn't it wouldn't it not be the greatest thing to the Denver Broncos though that we trade Russell Wilson to the Broncos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we draft this whole fucking squad. And yes, I have to put it with Geno Smith for two years, but then we get Russell Wilson back with the squad that we got to draft <laughs> with a coach that love you know that Pete Carroll when right. I mean he can't do anything but suck his dick, but he got CR. He got CR for that. Uh, but I mean, God, I mean, come on, would that not be poetic justice? I mean, come no, on, it'd be, it'd be great, but I don't make see it happen. Make it no, Jim, awesome. don't don't spoil my New Year's resolution. That's my New Year's, <laughs> New Year's resolution. Russell Wilson back to the Hawks because I can't put up with another fucking fucking year of Geno Smith or Drew Locke or all this bullshit. Mm. Hey, nobody thought LeBron would ever go back to Cleveland, and that happened. You, you there's hope. God damn it, you are goddamn. <laughs> pen the letter, pen the letter, Russ. <laughs> Write the letter. Oh no, do it. All right, let's get to the recap of this last week. Um, Shout out to G-Money in the chat. He says that maybe the Broncos are playing to lose the next two games so they get a high draft pick and get a quarterback. They're not going to get a higher draft pick. They're into too deep. Yeah. It's too many people. It's too many people at that seven and eight range. And, you know, they're, they're looking at, even if they go seven and ten right now, they're still only gonna be thirteenth or fourteenth. Racist. I think he's the AFC West new version of John Gruden. He just don't want a black man at quarterback. Like how how do you go from Russell Wilson to a man named Jared Stidham? Which sounds mm. like a goddamn S T D. Like let let's not even the man has AIDS. Like he has to God. at that point, um, except he doesn't have Magic Johnson money. <laughs> He's probably going to die. From his... Start recapping <laughs> uh, last week yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the recap. Uh, canceled. Yeah, let's, let's, let's keep it. it moving here. So the the big game was on right, on Tim. Monday night with the Ravens exposed the 49ers, 33 to 19. Uh, this was a big one. This was seeing the bully get bullied. The team that was just beating up on everybody, finally taken down when healthy, because that was always the caveat. Uh, so 
What happened to the 49ers here? June, we'll start with you. Well, it's Brock Purdy cannot read cover two defense. <laughs> I, I have a friend of mine. He's a good fool. He's a big time 49ers fan. Always been a 49er fan. I talked to him. He's not a Purdy fan. He said he doesn't think Purdy is the long-term answer for that team. But he said that if you listen to San Francisco Sports Radio, they talk about it all the time. He cannot read a cover two defense. Every single team that's beaten them this season has ran a cover two defense. That safety over the top confuses him or linebacker dropping into the zone confuses him. And then next thing you know, if you look at the guys who get those picks, it's a safety or it's a linebacker. It's rarely just a corner. He beat, they beat uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles because the Cowboys and the Eagles do what? They man up on the outsides. They man up on the outsides. You know, they're able to beat that. They got great receivers. They can do that. But when you, you get in that zone and it's confusing him back there, He's throwing picks. I mean, he threw four picks and he got benched in a game. That's there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. So I think what you're seeing now coming late in the season is you're going to see a lot more teams that see that and they're going to say, hey, maybe we should try this cover two against him and let's see if Purdy can beat us with it. I don't think he can, or the game is going to be closer than it should be. I think he's going to continue to turn the ball over, especially right now at the end of the season. And I, I agree with my friend. I don't think he's a long-term answer. So, yeah, he's definitely, they definitely got exposed at that point. Uh, number one, it sounds like your friend needs to come on this show. Uh, number two, uh, Nestor, <laughs> please go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I agree 100% with June. Um, you have to just wonder if Brock Purdy being such a system QB is making him extremely predictable because some of those picks, it like you could just tell they knew where, where he was going. And it has a lot to do with how they're strategizing that defense, uh, like June said. And again, you just have to wonder if he's because of him being a system QB if he's just overly predictable and how that's mm-hmm. going to play in when they get into the playoffs. Because if they're figuring them out, then that's that's I feel like that's a big problem for them. Oh, and I also just want to say, too, like, besides that, Lamar Jackson played a hell of a game. Man yeah. made no mistakes. And he was crazy. Like, coming out of the pocket, the way he scrambled, it was just insane. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's definitely, if he hasn't already, he already, I mean, I feel like he already made the case for MVP. Yeah, he played his ass off. Uh, go ahead, Malin. What you saw was two quarterbacks going up against elite defenses, right? And you saw one shrink under the pressure, and you saw one excel under the pressure. Comes to Brock Purdy. Now, first of all, we do need to get your friend on the show because I do want to speak to the only 49er fan <laughs> that is not dreaming of riding Purdy's nuts <laughs> in an uncomfortable fashion for anyone to ever want to see on TV. Mm. Uh, because everybody that I talk to is 49ers fan because I'm a part of a lot of 
like NFC West fan pages, right? Yeah, yeah. They are all clamoring so goddamn hard for Purdy to win the MVP. And I'm like, I don't understand why you guys want to disrespect the best player on your team. And let's not act like CMC Mm -hmm. is not the MVP this year. It doesn't have to go to a quarterback. No, no. Uh, Like against the Ravens, the only drive outside of Sam Darnold working his magic, the show that Purdy's overrated, (laughs) the only drive they scored a touchdown on was when they gave the ball to CMC like four times. And he ripped it off for huge gains, scored the touchdown. Um, Now, G Money and I do disagree on the four interceptions that Purdy had, and he'll he can have his, his moment. I totally respect his opinion on this. Um, but most of the year, Purdy has been able to throw to wide open people because of the scheming that the offense allows under Mike Shanahan and all these weapons. But what I saw against Baltimore was a quarterback trying to play hero ball and feeling like he could fit in these passes. So yeah, like a lot of three out of those four interceptions were tip balls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why were they tip balls? Because he was throwing in the covers. It was so much yeah. tighter than what he's used to. Right. And like June said, when, when, when you're growing up against a great defense, you're, you're not, you're, you're not able to read that defense and Purdy can't do that. Like when mm-hmm. he was playing against the 40 or when, when, when he was playing against the Seahawks, yes, they beat the shadows both times. I understand that, but they got a much better squad than we do. They got a m- much yeah. more talent than we do. And even the last game that he played against the Seahawks, he played like dog shit, uh, except for one pass to Brandon. Ayuk. I yeah. like shit. Most of that game. Right. Um, and so, no, I'm still, not sold on Brock Purdy, no matter what the stats tell me. Okay. To me, this is, this is the same 1999 Los Angeles Rams where Kurt Warner wins the MVP MVP because he has all these quarterback stats. Marshall Falk was doing all of the dirty work. Right. And making it a hell of a lot easier. I mean, Kurt Warner had Holt, Bruce, mm. and yeah, Falk, all these people, right? Well, who, who the hell does Purdy have? He he has the best goddamn offense in the NFL, so of course he's going to yeah. put up stats, and he's been schemed to be able to do it. Uh, but yeah. you come up against a defense like Baltimore, and yeah, he got shut down. So, I and things get tighter in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Play tighter. And what we saw this last week or what we saw on Monday was Purdy playing tight. Mm. And I think that's going to show itself in the playoffs again. <clears throat> yeah. I don't have much to add on to this. Um, I'm, I will say though, that number one, give the Ravens all their credit, give them their flowers. They deserve that win. they just outplayed them. Yeah. But number two, like you kind of mentioned there at the end there, Malin, uh, the playoffs, when they come around, like the, the game's going to slow down and things are going to get tight. And, Every single opponent that you're going to run into, they're going to make you face your fear. Like, whatever you do worse, they're going to expose that and bring that out and make you do that. 
So now that the NFL has kind of been put on notice a bit more on what Purdy is bad at and what the 49ers offense where it stalls out at, uh, I think they're going to run into some issues come the postseason because uh, if Purdy can't fit a ball into coverage, like tight coverage, they're mm. in for a, a rude awakening come the playoffs because that's that's definitely going to happen for sure. Dudes are not yeah. just going to be wide open all the time. So uh, right. can't scheme your way at everything. So yeah, let's keep it moving to the next topic where we got the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Uh, the Dolphins dealt the Cowboys their second straight L. 22-0 was the final score. Interesting one on um, Christmas Eve. Nestor, we will start with you on a one a scale of 1 to 10. How worried should Cowboys fans be? Um, I don't think this is the Cowboys from other seasons where in the later half of the season or in playoffs they just kind of, you know, collapse. Um, and I, can, I think we've talked about this before. Um, I would say a five. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of on the fence, to be honest with you. Um, I think next game they bounce back. And I think they just played another tough away game where you have a Dolphins team that has significantly improved on defense. And I keep, you know, harping around guys like, you know, Chubb, Van Ginkle. Like, those guys are playing there, I thought. So, and Wilkins. So, um, I think we've, we've, you know, over the this season, we've kind of, like, made our defense, like, really solid and improved a lot. So, they just ran into that. And, um, honestly, when I was watching the game, I was worried because we get cooked our secondary gets cooked all the time. When I saw C.D. Lamb uh, score his first touchdown in the game, I was just so worried. But I was glad we, we, we were able to, you know, to get the W. But for the Cowboys, no. I, I think a five, I think they'll be good. And they have a pretty good uh, playoff picture going in. So, yeah. June, I'm going to turn it to you. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Nessa, it was a great game. Okay, I mean these are two teams. They're they're on a similar path. Now the Dolphins have the lead in their division. The Cowboys can get the lead back, but they got to get a little bit of help. But they're on a similar path, and now they both in the playoffs. And I thought the Dolphins, I thought uh, I thought the coach of the Dolphins played a hell of a scheme. He knew to take what to give him because a lot of teams they get beat by the Cowboys by not taking what the defense gives them. And Mike McDaniel's right. That's yeah. He did a good job of saying, we're going to take what they give us. We're going to throw underneath. We're going to get the ball down the field. We're not going to get the ball into the end zone against this team, so we're just going to kick field goals. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. The Cowboys did good by coming back, playing a great game against a great team, but the Dolphins held their own at home. And so I give a shout-out to both teams. These are two playoff teams. Mm -hmm. This is what you look at when you see two playoff teams. And the home team is supposed to win in this situation. <laughs> you know, you, if the Dolphins lose, then we got Dolphins got problems. But they got that win. So shout out to the Dolphins for a great game plan against a good team. And I just want to say I'm at a five. And the reason I'm, I'm, I'm with Nestor, I'm at a five. And the reason I say I'm at a five is because we got to get the running game down. We have to get the running game down. 
I don't know what's going on here. Uh, Tony Pollard is it's not the guy. I we figured that out this season. As a matter of fact, I don't think he's had a hundred yard game this season. I would have to go back and look at all the games, but I don't believe that Tony Pollard had one hundred yard game so far this season. And I think he had multiple ones last year, and he was the he was the backup last year. So there's something wrong with Tony Pollard. As a matter of fact, a guy I watched today said something great. Tony Pollard was great when he was having to prove himself. Yeah. He's not having to prove himself right now. He has nobody to prove himself to, but that's why they need to go out and get, I was got to go out and get a running back next year to make Tony Pollard prove himself. So I'm at a five just because we got to get that running game fixed. Yeah, I'll go real quick before you, Malin. Uh, this, the first couple drives, it seemed like, all right, here we go. This is the game that we, yeah. kind of expecting with the two big high-flying offenses and then just completely slowed down and turned into like a playoff game. Uh, and this was really telling for Miami. Like, I think this was really good to see them win a slower, you know, grinded-out game where they're not just throwing the ball all around and, and even the passing game is just working flawlessly. Like Mike McDaniels, like you said, June, like he showed – he can get the job done just by throwing the ball underneath and just slowly inching the ball up and taking the, the three points wherever you can get them. Because sometimes you're going to have to win games like that, whether the weather's bad or that's just defense is giving you that, both. Um, and, yeah, Dallas is on the road. You know, it, weather was not great. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. But, you know, they're on the road. They are a dome team for sure. They like to be at home, which is mm-hmm. kind of like Dallas. They're going to need that home whatever home field advantage they can get they're gonna need it but uh yeah yeah so i would say five maybe six uh the only way i would go up to like a six is if you're taking into consideration that dallas needs to be at home but right uh, i agree with that nothing to panic about but just something to keep in mind uh so mainly here's the and, and listen, June, I, I'm going to be honest with you. If my Seahawks don't make the playoffs, or even if we do make the playoffs, let's see if we lose the playoffs. Um, I, I'm not a Dallas fan at all. Hmm. But I respect the hell out of Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has the hardest job in the NFL, being the Dallas Cowboys hmm. quarterback. Right. So many have folded under the pressure of the mantle that Troy Aikman has created. Um, Tony Romo never lived up to it. He had flashing moments, right? Right. Um, If I'm looking at the NFC out of all the teams that are like players, right? If my Seahawks don't make it, I would love for Dallas to be able to get there. Um, It's been a long time. I think the NFL is better. When teams like Dallas, yeah. San Francisco, Philly, the you know these NFC great teams right. are mm-hmm. are great, right? Um, and I'm kind of tired of the narrative of well the tow- the the Cowboys just can't get there. What gives me concern is that now we're in the last leg of the football season, and the running game, yeah is rearing its ugly head when you're going to need it the most. Mm-hmm. He, 
Dak Prescott didn't play bad. He was 20 of 32 for 250 yards, I think, and two touchdowns. He didn't have any turnovers, right? But Pollard only had 38 yards rushing. You're, you, you cannot win. Like when you when you're looking at teams, right? Like, like if we're really looking at it, right, guys? To me, the NFC, and I'm speaking to Seahawks fan, it's a three-headed monster. We're looking at the Niners. We're looking at the Eagles. We're looking at the Cowboys. And a fourth is going to be Detroit, right? Because Detroit's been playing good all year. Um, but you you need to be able to control the clock right. against teams like Philly and San Francisco. And Dallas was able... To beat Philly, yes, but they got boat raced by the Niners, and they got kind of mm-hmm. boat raced for a reason because they're one dimensional, and that is a stacked Niner defense. Mm-hmm. Now, I still don't know if anyone knows the the status of a uh, Stephon Gilmore, who was the best cornerback after Diggs. He went down with an injury, right? I don't know how he's doing. You don't want to lose him going into a right. playoff push. But he exited the game last week against the Dolphins. He came back in. He came back in the game. Oh, he did come back in? Okay. Yeah, he came back in the game. Yeah, he came back okay. In. Uh, but so I, I'm concerned over, like you, June, the, the, the running game. Because it's to me, game. to me, you have you have a team in Dallas. Quarterback playing great. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers. Uh, CeeDee Lamb must watch the show. Called out in the first quarter, didn't do much the rest of the game. Uh, but again, you didn't have any running game to keep the defense honest. No. Your defense stacked. You've had some injuries, but you're still you're you're still performing. That running game, man. Now, obviously, Zeke was not the answer. Like no, you're not no, gonna right. Zeke. No. But trying to put all your horses on on Pollard, I feel like was a mistake. Right. Uh, so I just I, I want it for him. If my Seahawks can't get it, June, I want it for him. Like if my Seahawks get out, I want it for him. I think it's great TV. Um, you know, secretly, if my Seahawks don't make it, I want a Cowboys Bill Soup Bowl. I'm just gonna throw it out there for you guys. <laughs> I want a Cowboys look Bill Soup Bowl. Look at Dester's face. Look at Dester's face. God, no. <laughs> if I don't make it, I want a Cowboys Bill Soup Bowl because. <laughs> Back in the early Madden days, and Ooh. me as a kid, I mean, you remember those June, those, those uh. two. Oh man, like let let's get some history in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I'm concerned about the running game. Uh. Um, but I'm also really concerned about the Dolphins uh, with with Tyree Hill. Um, I think Jalen Waddle. I think the way that the Cowboys scheme Jalen Waddle shows some playoff teams a way that you can defend that Dolphins that Dolphins offense without Tyreek Hill. Um Mosert getting hurt, even if he's not gonna be hundred percent, A chain's not hundred percent. Uh you gotta be concerned about the Dolphins. I'm sorry, Nestor. I'm sorry. You might need to draw yourself another bath with some bath bombs. I'm not sure this is gonna work out, man. Um, I mean, but Buffalo's coming. The Dolphins haven't even won the goddamn division yet. Like, how crazy is that? That mm. Miami's had this whole year. We've been shitting on Buffalo the entire time. 
sitting there one game behind. <laughs> two weeks left. Yeah, it, they it's play crazy each other. They got to play the Ravens too. Yeah, they yeah, play another week. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't they play each other week seventeen? Yeah, the last week Dolphins. Man, you better save some bath bombs, Nestor. <laughs> uh, oh, I got, I got, I got feet. Well, good. Uh, we are gonna keep it, keep it moving here. We still got a lot to get to. Uh, so, last on the recap, the almost the entire um, AFC South all lost this weekend with Houston, Jacksonville, mm. and Indy. Coming to a three-way tie at eight and seven. Uh, this was such a weird. I mean, we all thought that Jacksonville was going to run away with the d- division yeah. coming into the season, and then you know the whole Stroud story begins, and then um, Me you know, too. The, the Texans come alive, right? And then Gardner Minshew comes alive, and it's like everybody, every quarterback had, had their moment to shine here, and now they're all kind of just in this. This big tie now. So, who is going to win this division? Uh, Nestor, we'll start with you again. Um, I'm just I'm looking at the next week, well, this upcoming week, and I'm just looking at which team. I mean, I look at the Raiders and the Colts, and I just feel like the Colts could lose that game. Just because, like I said, the way that Vegas is rallying against, uh, yeah. around um, Pierce. Um, and I feel like, okay, I saw the Jacksonville losing to uh, Tampa, like, from a mile away. I knew they were going <laughs> to lose to the Bucks. I, I could have seen, like, honestly. Honestly. Yeah. But, but, but they're facing the Panthers. Uh this upcoming game, they're yeah. facing the Panthers, and I feel like they're going to win. There's no way this team is going to lose, like, <laughs> you know, six games in a row. So, um, I feel like it's, it's the Jaguars. Uh, but this this doesn't bode well for the future because I feel like maybe people expected more from their offensive weapons. I saw it like I I never really saw the potential. Um, I just feel like it's their their quarterback is making things happen for them, um, and now they hurt. You know now you get to see what Jacksonville really is. Um, so if before I felt like they were just not a great great team, they were just a above average team. Now with Lawrence kind of hurt, they're, it's it's they're very mediocre. Um, but I think they'll get it done. They just they don't really have tough opponents um, in the next two weeks. So um, the Colts and uh, Houston, on the other hand, you just have to kind of wonder how those games will go. Um, especially since I think they're facing each other um, in one of those upcoming weeks. So yeah, I I, did, I feel like it's the Jaguars that are going to win the division in the end anyway. Uh, June, go ahead. Well, I, I was really disappointed, Jaguars, this week. I, you know, I know Nesta said he saw the Buccaneers beat them, but I didn't. I thought they would bounce back this week. I thought they would make a major comeback and get hope. a win. <laughs> this, and I mean, I figured the Texans, you know, they're going to go down. The Colts, not really buying on them. So if you look at the two teams, the two divisions, the NFC South 
and the AFC South remind me of one another. Yeah. They're both the they're both the lower divisions in mm. both conferences. And that's a bad thing right now. I, Jacksonville will probably win a division. But that's it. I think I think they're going to get beat at home in the first round of playoffs. I think they're one and done. And I don't believe the Colts or the Texans are going to make the playoffs at all because, number one, they play each other at the end of the season. They both got relatively tough games coming up because the Texans this week, they have to play the Titans. The Titans are probably mad because they got booted out the playoffs. So, you know, they're going to try to play spoiler this week. CJ has not been cleared, but I guess he's going to be cleared by tomorrow to play. I don't see him coming back and having a great game. And, and I don't see him winning this game. The Colts are the Colts. I, I, I think they were playing great. Now they just, the, that was just a bad loss Yeah. to the Falcons. Yeah. You know, that was a bad loss. And then they didn't look, it wasn't like it was a 29 to 26 game. No, right. it was a 29 to 10 and they looked like crap in that game. And then, of course, Cleveland just blew out the Texans from start to finish. Mm. The game was over from the time it started. Jacksonville will win the division by default. But do they go further than that in the playoffs? No, they do not. They're one and done in the playoffs. So, yeah, that's all I got. This division is so, it's always just seems so wacky. I don't know if you guys remember a couple mm. years ago, I think it was the COVID year, where Carson Wentz was quarterbacking the Colts, and it came down to the last mm-hmm. game of the season, and the Colts should have Got gone to the playoffs. Jaguars, right, and the Jets banked them. This division yes. is just oh <laughs> god. Uh, this is just what it's kind of reminding me of, where it's like this quarterback roulette that goes on, especially with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, but what, what? yeah, like I think the Jags like. June and Nestor saying, like, I think the Jags will back in, they'll limp into the playoffs and just get annihilated in the first round. And that's really disappointing because I was really high on on both the big cats, the Jags and the Lions, and both are kind of seeming a bit very suspect right now going into the playoffs, especially the Jags. Um, so for them to just get annihilated by the Bucks is really just wow. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Malin, go ahead. All right, well, first of all, that, that was a funny-ass game with Carson Wentz throwing three interceptions <laughs> against Jack. That, that was just... Wasn't that the first either. quarter? Uh, yeah, it was in the first half. I know that. Yeah. And they ended up losing 33 to nothing, I think. Yeah. Uh, that was for when you need to have a game and you do that, you're like, goddamn. Unbelievable. Um, poor, poor Carson Wentz, man. Like... <laughs> He should have never tried to score that touchdown against the Rams. Like, that fucked him up. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I digress. Uh, all right, so so we're talking about Jacksonville, right? We all agree that we think Jacksonville is going to win the division, correct? Right. We, we all agree that? Yeah. Okay. To yeah. me, when it comes into the playoffs, what really needs to happen is is Trevor Lawrence healthy. Is his ankle healthy? Because he's the second right. leading pressure on his team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would like for his touchdown. I, I felt like Trevor Lawrence, I kind of blame it a little bit on offensive scheming because what happened between Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley this year? Yep. 
that never materialized so far. And so Trevor Lawrence only has 19 touchdowns. Okay. Um, He's thrown five interceptions since he hurt his ankle. Mm -hmm. So he has 12 now, but he was, he only had like seven going into that ankle being hurt. It's clearly affecting the way he's able to push the ball through his throwing motion. He can't scramble right now. So they are more one to like they're more predictable when it comes to the offense. Um, but what I'm looking at at the playoff race right now, because we like I hear all you guys saying, "Oh, well, they're going to limp in. They're going to be one and done, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, is you know I, I just got to ask, like, is Cleveland necessarily or not Cleveland, but is Kansas City necessarily played better than Jacksonville this year? Like, has that team looked like a team where, like, man, like, they're, they're head and shoulders above Jacksonville right now. Right. Not head and shoulders, I mean, no. like, One is nine and six, and one is eight and seven, right? But Kansas City is going to win their division, so they won't face them in the first round. But Jacksonville is going to get a home playoff game. Here's the teams that they might face in the playoffs at home. Uh, Buffalo at nine and six. Is Josh Allen impressing a lot of people, or is it the running game? Jacksonville's got a defense, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland at ten and five. Joe Flacco at some point, right? At some point, the Joe Flacco <laughs> magic, the, the Tinkerbell dust is gonna come off at some point, right? Like, really? Mm-hmm. I swear to God, if Joe Flacco leads the Browns to the Super Bowl, <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I'm what just gonna say it real quick. If the Browns match up with the Jags with Joe Flacco, I think the Browns would spank them. I th- it, would, it would be embarrassing. Well, they just, I mean, that was last week. They just spanked them. Oh, uh, uh, man. I swear to God. If the Browns oh, make the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, and I got to experience 2012 <laughs> all over again. In fact, the most amazing thing ever would be for the Browns to play the Niners, oh, and Joe Flacco beats them <laughs> like he did in 2012. I mean, I got storylines up the ass because all I do is just know things. Um, but then, you know, Indianapolis is probably going to be the other team to make it. DJ Stroud is still hurt. He's still not cleared from, from concussion protocol. He was doing great, right? My Seahawks are about to take care of uh, Pittsburgh this week. They're 8-7. and seven. They're be 88 they're 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 not going to make the playoffs so you're really looking at indy and houston like out of those teams like jacksonville could win that game so i don't think they're necessarily one and done and the only team that really scares me out of the afc right now is baltimore and the only reason why i say that is because of tyree hill tyree hill is 100 percent healthy then I think that Miami yeah. is definitely a threat to go to Super Bowl. But I also think that if Trevor Lawrence is healthy with his ankle, that Jacksonville's also also a threat. So I, I just think it's crazy, the parody in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. Wild AFC South, the NFC South should get relegated to Division <laughs> One football. <laughs> and whoever played the playoff this year should get moved up into the nfl let's get some <laughs> get some euro championship league things happening here i'd love to see my huskies in the nfl 
I mean, Texas, whatever. Don't sure. We're in the top four, June. Like, goddamn, give me a little bit of respect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We haven't even played the fucking game yet, June. God damn. This man, the, the, the disrespect with the shrug. The shrug and the eyebrow that I just saw from June. Jesus. No, but your quarterback is. I, I love that guy. That quarterback is. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a from good quarterback. Florida. He's yeah. from Zephyr Hills, Florida. That's from Zephyr Hills. Really? I got guys that come into my Starbucks that work with his dad. Hmm. Oh wow! Like it's wild, man. He's from the Florida area. Um, that's Tampa. nice. Also, uh, just to let you guys know, since this will be our last episode of the year, therefore last episode before that game, we will be getting you guys' picks for that Washington Texas game before we get out of here. Just to I mean, I think it's up. clear what the picks are, but yeah. Uh, let's hop into the next. <laughs> let's hop Texas by seventeen. <laughs> uh, let's go to Malin's misery in five years. This is where Malin's got five minutes to air out his current grievance in the sports world, and we've got a couple minutes to respond. So, Malin, go ahead. Man, I, I wasn't expecting you to bring up. The Broncos that started the show. Um, and so my misery in five is really about the business aspect of the NFL and the lack of loyalty that owners want to pretend they show players. But when it comes down to the bottom line, they're willing to ditch you like nothing, but they want players to give absolute loyalty to them. Um, and what I think is really exasperated this over the years is the loyalty that Tom Brady showed the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that Tom Brady showed the way, paved the way for, hey, you want to win Super Bowls? Do what Tom Brady did. Like every NFL team does this to players in the NFL right now. Well, Tom Brady didn't take max contract. Right. Tom Brady, like Tom Brady wasn't winning Super Bowls when he was doing this. But he also didn't have the greatest coach in the NFL history, which I still think is Bill Belichick, okay? Uh, the greatest defensive mind in NFL history, which is Bill Belichick, okay? Um, and in my opinion, the greatest quarterback that's ever played a game. So you have the greatest quarterback that's ever played a game, greatest defensive mind a head coach that's ever played a game, you're going to win some goddamn Super Bowls. But these mm-hmm. teams that exact so much out of these players' health. Got people dying of CTE. Yes, people know the risk that they sign up to, that they sign up for. But you want to feel like at some point that these teams give a shit about the effort that these players play. What happens is they really don't. Don't give a shit. They wait until you're gone and they might retire your jersey. Yep. They wait until you're gone and they'll throw a parade. And maybe you'll get in a ring of honor somewhere. Someone like Pat Tillman, who lost his life serving our country, was a special teams player for the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals didn't give a shit about Pat Tillman. They didn't even care that he left the fucking team. Because he was a special teams guy. And there was a statue outside the stadium. 
and they want to pretend like, oh, Pat Tillman was the best NFL player that ever played for the Cardinals. Like, it pisses me off how much they extract from players and how little loyalty that teams give back players. Because the players are the ones that are driving this league, that make it great, that make it watchable. These people are getting rich off of people breaking their bodies. And it just makes me mad, the, the lack of love. So someone like Sean Payton, he can kiss my ass, go crash a car, go fucking die, whatever, man. Uh, you race the <laughs> shit at this point. I'm sorry that Russell Wilson isn't white with five kids with a blonde wife. Uh, uh, you're just, you're, you're a fucking lunatic. If you think you're just going to go out there and find a better quarterback, is, is Russell Wilson corny as hell? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, is he always 100% authentic? No. But is he is who he is? Yes. Is he a winner? Yes. You put yes. him in the right scheme, he's going to fucking win some games. Um, but the NFL, Russell Wilson is the latest example of the NFL chewing up and spinning out people. And I just think it's unneeded. I think it's unwarranted. I think we need to take better care of these players. And you know what? Like, loyalty in the NFL, fuck it. If you're a player, get whatever you can get. Like, you're... To me in the NFL, the name on the back, if you're a player, is more important than the name on the front. Because they will spit you out the moment they don't think you're worth it. <laughs> and that's unfortunate, but that's what we're playing in right now. Amen. I have no disagreement with that whatsoever. That was very well said, sir. Yep. There's a, there's a great uh if you guys watch if you guys have HBO or Netflix, uh I keep harping about this show because it's good. Uh Ballers, there's a whole mm. like that goes on about this, like how mm. you know the business is and how damaging it is to players. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was good, great points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, that's why. Sinners on the Dolphins, by the way. The, what happened with the Dolphins? I think you only watch Ballers because they talk a lot about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it has been like, oh, the whole show. The, 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 it, is the, <laughs> it is good. It is. Well, I was going to say, like, even the Demar Hamlin situation kind of felt like a, like a, right. almost like a marketing campaign, and then you have Tua almost dying, and it's like, yeah, well, you know, hope he returns. Heading into the right now, is the NFL not trying to pimp out uh, Taylor Swift? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Are they not like, oh my God, Taylor Swift showed up? In a golf cart with Santa, let's go ahead and talk about it for 30 minutes. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know that they – let's just say that the Chiefs somehow made the Super Bowl this year, right? They would oh, be no. trying oh. to figure out some oh. kind of something to get her on the field, whether it's halftime oh, performance, something. Like, you know the, how. The moment – that Jason, or the moment that Travis Kelsey started dating her, Roger Goodell and the president of NFLPA, they started jerking each other off. They were like, this is just fucking money for us. And Coke got involved. Buzzweiser went in there with the horses. And it became like a mammal fest. 
just spraying carbonation everywhere. It's just a giant jerk fest with these people. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> At that point, I think I said jerk fest a little too often. I think we should go to break. <laughs> yeah. um, we do have the community comments real quick before we do go to the break. Um, if anybody, I'm going to do the, the first video here, which is Timberwolves video. But the Jalen Hurts video, um, I don't have my phone available. So if anybody can bring up the comments on either TikTok or Instagram, please do that. Um, but in the sure. meantime, I will uh, go to the Timberwolves video. Uh, so on YouTube, you guys went crazy in the comments. And I uh, basically made a 10-minute video on why the Timberwolves are the best team in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll just highlight a couple of the comments here. So uh, Minnesota Everything commented that no one paid attention last year. They would have beaten Denver had Nas Reed and McDaniels not got hurt. I think little Minnesota bias coming in there. But nonetheless, um, let's see. There's a lot of long comments here that I'm not, not going to read the entire thing. Uh, someone says having a healthy team and rebuilding relationships and chemistry is key with some right players. It ain't easy, but the time is now. Um, Rudy is healthy. The team bought in. Let's see. Uh, a couple people. Are you said, talking about the Eagles one you did? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone says losing D'Lo was addition by subtraction, (laughs) 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 which I do agree with. Uh, He just did not fit that offense. Uh, Yeah, a couple people also mentioned uh, D'Lo. There's this guy, uh, Bill Bill Hicks, 808, and I think he kind of outlined it pretty good because he was talking about. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And people like overlook Rudy Gobert a lot, I feel. Uh defensively. Yeah. Uh he was outlining the fact that they're just number one bigger than everybody else that they play because of their starting lineup <laughs> is just massive. Um they play harder than anybody else. Um and then number three, Anthony oh, Edwards is the undisputed leader of the team. Uh yeah, number two oh. is obviously very subjective, but um, can I say the West is soft as shit? Oh like, and that's why they're number one. They're soft as shit. Like the whole West is just fucking soft. You're Charmin. That's what you are. Like all of them Charmin. Like teddy bears are wiping their ass with the West right now. Like the East is a better conference. Like stop it. Like, like what West team is a fucking juggernaut right now? Besides just name recognition. Name it. It's not there. You don't have it. So, yeah, you're going to get the surprise team that's going to come there and win a lot of games. Like, all these people, just God damn it. Yeah. Just, just no sports, people. If you're going to comment, and you're going to waste my fucking time on this show. Like, know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, just <laughs> God damn it. And hate me all you want. And I'll pray that I nuke your city. But it's probably not going to happen because no one's going to give me the red button. But, Jesus. Mainly, you're God really going to be unhappy because a couple weeks from now, I'm making a video on the Thunder, so just let me you know ahead oh of time. <laughs> ah, 
God, like, you know, I feel bad, but there was a bombing in Oklahoma City before the Thunder went there. And, you know, it's not that, like, people died, but shit. Okay, never mind. Uh, I saw the look that June was giving me. I'm going to shut up. Uh, I about those those Jalen Hurts Uh, comments. So the Eagles. So we're we're basically asking you guys in the comments, like, is Jalen Hurts him? Basically, is is the extent of it, right? Like that. That's the video. So we we, so we got a few comments here. Uh, Sticky fingers. Um, First of all, like, get your hand out of the marshmallow whip, your old lady. What the hell? Uh, But he says Carson Wentz two point (laughs) oh. He forgets that Carson Wentz was like an in a MVP candidate before he broke his knee like shit afterwards um but like hurts ain't got hurt yet which is funny because his last name is hurts uh jason barry said dumbest shit i ever heard well jason you obviously don't understand facts because he's playing like shit and if it wasn't for a running back hugging up on his ass cheeks he wouldn't have broken the record for the nfl uh you know record for a quarterback scoring touchdowns at 15 so, yeah, he's getting his ass handled uh, while he's scoring points, which might be a very Philly thing. As again, you guys put up statues of a fake fucking boxer so you can, you know, I don't know, lick my nuts. Uh, Jay said, yeah, if they ban the tush push, it's called the brotherly shove. Uh, then his stats would take a major hit. Yes, they would. And Jalen mm-hmm. Hurst has been playing like ass most of the year. Uh, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry that you don't like the truth. Um, and you know, let, let's go ahead and say it. Uh, Philadelphia, let's be honest. Um, I'm actually embarrassed that our country was founded in Philadelphia because you guys are some of the worst <laughs> people on the phone. Oh, oh, God, you, you really are. Um, just like goddamn, just no wonder we moved the capital to Philly because people knew. That you guys couldn't be trusted with the nation's <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. So there you go. I'm happy, people. I don't give a shit. My Huskies are in the playoffs. <laughs> Fuck you. There's uh You know, you know what's so funny. Go ahead. What's so funny about the old Jalen Hurst thing is you listen to I, I try to tap on to you know Philly radio every once in a while. Cause I, I, I try to tap into the NFC East. I I mean I don't listen to the Giants yeah. and the Commanders, but I do listen to Philly radio, and yeah, I mean they they're not they're not sold on Jalen Hurts as they were, and they are blaming Soriano a lot, and they are blaming the new coordinator, new mm. offensive coordinator. That's 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 where they're at right now. They like the three factors is Soriano's game management, the offensive play calling, and some of the plays by Jalen Hurts. That there's a lot of there, there's a lot of those three. That triangle is is really a problem with the team. That's what the Philly radio stations are saying right now. I'm just saying after hearing after hearing June with the camera up for the show and hearing about tapping triangles, there's some <laughs> my man. <laughs> Uh, last Mom, comment on YouTube on the on the Jalen Hurts thing. John Bergeres says, 
Interesting. I'm not hearing anyone say that about Herbert, who hasn't led his team anywhere. What the, they don't have the coach or the talent that the Eagles have. <laughs> Justin Herbert is three times the quarterback of Jalen Hurts. I am sorry. I don't mean to sound racist. I'm not racist. I apologize, Black America, that maybe a white guy is a little bit better at quarterback than Jalen Hurts. He's great black hype. I get it. I completely fucking understand it. You guys don't want to claim Patrick Mahomes anymore. God damn it. Like, can we stop shitting on Justin Herbert? Like, yes. Like, I don't know, man. Like, white people can still play fucking quarterback is all I'm saying. God damn. No, Jesus. Justin Herbert needs that hope they I hope they get him an offensive minded coach and not killing more. I hope Stanley they get him a real coach. They gotta get him an offensive minded coach. Right, right. And they gotta get him an offensive line or he's not gonna be in the NFL that much longer if they don't help him out. Yeah. River is two point People, they always gotta, they always gotta pick on the pimple-looking white kid. I think he's a good quarterback. I just, he's in a bad situation. Yeah, he, he's not the problem. It's a, it's a bad situation. It's a, it's a dumpster fire there. That city, that team is a dumpster fire. Like it's Herbert is a better quarterback than Purdy. I said it. Oh yeah. If Justin Herbert. Was oh on the 49ers. Oh, they wouldn't lose a game. Oh they wouldn't lose a game. Oh, wouldn't Jeez. lose a game. Wouldn't lose a Justin game. Herbert would be out there teabagging people's face masks after scoring touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> it would it it, it, it wouldn't would even be fair to the NFL if that dude was on the 49ers. Be ridiculous. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be fair at all. He's a he's a great quarterback. He's definitely top ten. Just like just like. Jalen Hurts is top ten. Yeah, Her- Jay Herbo, like, he's a stud. He's a stud. Uh, they, right. they both just need to play better. Right. Uh, we're gonna go to a break. We're gonna say goodbye to June here. Thank you for coming on for yet another week. Uh, you he's enjoy. Texas. Away. Texas by seventeen. By seventeen. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, okay, I'll be serious. Okay. Texas by four and a half. Okay. He went a half, half he went a half a point more than what yeah. their what their right. favorite size. So that is God damn, June. I was talking nice about the cowboys and everything. You just come out there what? with a blatant disrespect. Just <laughs> Damn. He, he was trying to butter you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me with the 17. God damn. So, all right. We, we need to go to break. I yeah. Mean, Jesus. Uh, thanks again, June, for joining us. If you want to follow June yeah, on no TikTok, problem. be sure to do that. Not a, If you're not do a it. Cowboys fan, you can still follow him on TikTok. He makes great videos. So it is down it's in the awesome. description below. Uh, we will see you guys in about 10 minutes and we'll have G Money here. So we will be back. All right. Welcome back to the yeah, show, folks. Welcome yes. back. These other games after further review, episode one sixty eight. G money. 
<laughs> hey, G-Money. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, guys. Once again, we close out the year. Man, and what a year it's been, sports-wise. Yeah, who would have figured the NFL would have been like it is with the games and everything? You know, teams you didn't think would win would win are winning. Quarterbacks look like shit. You know, I mean, just just different this year. Just different. <laughs> so you know, it's not different. It ain't Urban. different. Urban Cheers, is still the same, my friend. Ah. Nestor's being a bath fish. That's fine. There's no bourbon in Sarasota. You guys know that? I got outlawed. Yeah, well, I heard there's uh, I heard there's BBC in Sarasota. <laughs> they have rum, but they don't have a and BBC, but they don't have a. Bourbon. <laughs> you're you're taking baths with bath bombs and you're wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Just stop while you're ahead. They're good. Uh. What what did you guys take a shot of while we're at it? Uh, four roses, single barrel. I've been doing it for weeks. With, with the Huskies, I'm superstitious. There you go. So, uh, oh yeah, it's a single barrel. I'll be doing it leading up to the national championship game after go. we beat Texas. That's what happened. By the way, yeah, since we're talking about liquor. Uh, Christmas Day, I gave uh, all of Angie's family uh, the what is it, Jameson, and they fucking hated it. <laughs> they drank all of it, but they fucking hated it. I'm never buying that bottle again. <laughs> not even, not even here in uh, Sarasota is it is it popping. Nobody was, was that just the basic bottle of Jameson? The yeah, it was. So That's you carried into a bunch of alcoholics that will finish <laughs> off a bottle that they hate during the holidays because they hate their life. I got it. I get you. Well, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> the stress gets to everybody. <laughs> hey, money, what are you sipping on? Good God. Jack Daniels bottle and bonded. He's still oh, at that it. That's a good one. He's still at it. Love it. Mm. I just saw your comment, G Money, when you said drug test June Bug right now if he thinks Texas by 17. <laughs> yeah, right. In Navy people. I mean, you know, Homeland Security, we've got to drug test him because something's not right there. Something just ain't right. As much as he travels, you need to pull him out of the line and put him in the room <laughs> and search him. Yeah, we are. Even more cops. You need to see what's in those cheeks. <laughs> oh, man. Don't put that on him. <laughs> I kind of actually hope it happens, actually. I'm not 100% because he's a Texas fan. We're in rivalry week right, week right now. Yeah, these next couple weeks is going to get very interesting on this show. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, but let's start off. The second half with the L's of the week, we've got some we've got some good ones in here, and we are going to start off in the NBA with the Boston Celtics beating the brakes off the Clippers, one forty five to one hundred eight. 
Uh, so the Celtics had that nice California road trip where they only lost that one game, goddamn it, to the Warriors. Uh, besides that, though, they took care of the business of the Kings, Lakers, and the Clips, and they just dismantled the Clippers, who were red hot until we played them. So uh, this just brought more Christmas joy to my heart. How about you, Malin? Oh, you know, I, I love that game. I love the fact that, uh, you know, the Celtics kind of riding the ship. The only thing that makes me a little bit uncomfortable is, uh, you know, I, 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 I professed, I claimed that Celtics were going to win 74 games this year. So they can only lose two games the rest of the year. <laughs> so, uh, Gotham Knight, Tatum, Porzingis, if you guys can do your thing and uh, make me out to be Nostradamus without ruining the Russian Empire, that would be great. I would appreciate it. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sticking in the NBA, the Mavs beat the Spurs 144 to 119. Uh, San Antonio still, as far as I'm concerned, I still don't think they've won more than five games this year. Um, I'm going to check real quick to see if they won tonight, but I don't think so. Um, yeah, this was no, no big shock, but uh, the Mavs play absolutely no defense at all. And uh, Spurs and yeah, they lost again tonight. So yeah, they still haven't hit five wins on the season. Uh, Spurs are just god awful, just terrible. Uh, well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. The uh, when Banyana looks like a a uh, a B two bomber with that wingspan, but he's not hitting a bunch of shots. Did. It's, it's not bad what's going on with San Antonio. Pop, how much, why is it that everybody wants to fire Bill Belichick right now? Right. But everybody is getting Pop the pass <laughs> with his coaching career. Like, Bill Belichick lost to everybody that made the Patriots great several times. Pop loses all of his greats once. Can't even keep Kawhi Leonard, and I can't blame him because that laugh is insufferable. I wouldn't want him on my team anyways. If I had to hear that <laughs> laugh on a daily basis, I'd fucking kill myself. But why is it that all of a sudden, like, Pop gets this pass in the NBA when Belichick is just getting fucking railed? That's weird. Yeah. It's a weird one in San Antonio because, I mean, they've been bad, obviously, for a while this year. They're just really, really bad. Um, but to I feel to like uh, I feel like G Money has an opinion on this one. You know, he looks. It, it it's just yeah. so. Why does he get a pass as opposed to Belichick? And and I think it's just NBA is just a different beast. And he's down in San Antonio. I mean, they've got nothing down there. I mean, New England, Boston. They've got the Celtics. They've got the Bruins. They've got the Red Sox. What does San Antonio have? They got fucking nothing. Well, they got nothing. They get rid of they, Pop. Who do they have? Nothing. According, they got nothing. According, 
I just want to say, according to Charles Barkley, they got some big old girls down there eating some churros. <laughs> That's what they got down there in San Antonio. Some that's, big old uh, girls. Some big old women. Tourist destination for men named Shaquille. Yeah, well, you know. That don't mean they can coach. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't know. Do, do you want to see some big old women on the sideline there? I mean, shit, you probably couldn't even be able to substitute because they uh, block in the fucking court. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I can see big old girls on the fourth right now. Churros. <laughs> you know, I'm like, nah, nah we'll hey. pass on that. But big no, I mean, um, San Antonio, man. They plump. They, they plump, but they're not plums, if that makes sense. It's just, you're, you're not a peach, but goddamn it, like, just. Put the fork down down there in San Antonio. I mean, all of a sudden, fighting side, side by side, side, you got the fucking border wall. Yeah, they, they so big, they they over there just fucking the border. That's all they do. They just. I mean, it's like three different zip codes. Hit that wall. The San Antonio girls. On the other hand, well, now that we've alienated. Girls uh, and San Antonio <laughs> girls. I don't give a shit. Bomb them. Let's do it. Let's bomb them. I don't give a shit. Uh, the Mavs. The San Antonio girls. You guys can probably ride a donkey like a motherfucker. Okay. Uh, the Mavs, <laughs> if we get out of the desert known as San Antonio and go up, or wherever Dallas is in accordance to San Antonio, uh, the Mavs are doing, I mean, they're just very good this season, I got to say. Uh, they just don't play any defense. It's like if they could just learn to play some defense, they'd probably be the best team in the West right now because offensively, I mean, Luke has been ridiculous this year, especially with Kyrie being out. He gets the ball more and can just go to work with it. But um, Dallas, man, it's just a matter of can you, can you just play a little bit of defense because uh, they're ridiculous well, on offense. Ever since... We pussified the NBA. White people can't play defense anymore, so you got to give Luca a pass. Like we, like you know, Bill Lambeer back in the eighties, baby, he used to body check the shit out of people. And we didn't have any skill. We don't have. We don't have athleticism. <laughs> what we have is big bodies, and we'll fucking hit you with it all day long. Um, but you can't do that in the NBA now. Everything's a hand check. Everything is just bitch ball. Uh, so Luca, he's also from, is he from Germany? I think. No, he's Croatia? from, um, I think he's from Croatia. Uh, former Yugoslavia, so what is it, Croatia, Croatia, or, um, Bosnia. So they've been bombed so much that, of course, he's going to have a little bit of syndrome of, I can't hurt people because they're going to hurt me. Um, he can't play defense so, anyway. I mean, I know, he's never played defense. He didn't play defense he in, in, when, so, when he was growing yeah, up yeah. playing fucking Bosnia. No, I think he played in Serbia. Yeah, Bosnia. I think he's Serbian. But he, but he, he never played defense. I mean, no so, you know. Defense. Everything's offense when you're a white guy because everything apparently is supposed to be handed to you, so that's fine. Uh, so Luca's out there playing with white privilege. Okay, that's great. 
Um, Kyrie never played defense, and he's hurt right. now, so that's one. Um, so yeah, Dallas. Oh, I did Texans. You guys are great. You're never gonna make the finals. Fuck you. I mean, uh, you just don't see a lot of good defense being played anymore. And Malin's uh, kind of right. You know, you're hand-checking. You're not uh, doing a lot of you, – you really – you know, the fouls are, are such that um, you got to be careful. I mean, Draymond Green's the only one that was playing 80s defense. Yeah, he, he was playing. He's playing anger management he now, so, karate. you know. Bosnia is loving themselves a hand check, but I won't go into any more than that. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, let's get to the last game. I mean, game yeah, here. that's what the NBA wants. The NBA, the NBA wants <laughs> you know guys. scoring to be fault. up. Hundred percent. People, uh, people watch that. They want to see people. And they want to yeah, see someone scoring 50, 60 points a game. That doesn't happen. I mean, hey, Nestor, if you, you know? calm down with the fucking mouse, that'd be great. Looks like you're playing with yourself. <laughs> Let's go to it. <laughs> uh, switching gears to the NFL. We mentioned it earlier, but the Bucks took down the Jags, thirty to twelve. Baker Mayfield was having himself a little, little party with the Jacksonville Jaguars and willing his team to the NFC South title. Uh, I don't know if it's official yet, but they're going to win this I division. Don't like it. Uh, what do you guys think? The Bucks, uh, Nestor, you saw this coming from a mile away, which I admire. That that that's the true Champa Bay in you coming out. No, you, you know why? <laughs> before the season started, before the season started, I knew that Baker Mayfield was gonna just. I mean, how many chances can can this guy get? And there was no pressure. I mean, just what what type of extra expectations do people have for for, for uh, the Bucks? Zero, so nil. you have no pressure and you know if you lose it's you know whatever and i just i knew they were just gonna puff out these games and jackson was just walking right into <laughs> one of those games where campus just like you know what we're just gonna win this because fuck it there's no pressure nobody expects anything out of us let's just pull out the w so that's what i saw in this game plus you have lawrence kind of injured okay yeah. You know, there's a bunch of St. Pete girls right now wearing Baker Mayfield shirts. <laughs> oh. Nestor, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead and dry yourself a bath here. Let me, let me talk about this for a hot second. This is pissing me off with the Bucks. I am... Hear people talking about Champa again. Because, of oh, yeah. course... People in Tampa would keep pl- claiming shit that happened three years ago and no one else has won anything. You guys Kyrie. are so fucking delusional that, uh, yeah, you're down there in Sarasota. They're still drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, never mind the fact that when Tom Brady was the quarterback, the Bucks put up stands in the south end zone, 15,000 seats. Nestor, Jalen, you remember seeing those? In the Monday night game? Right. With the Saints? All that, that scaffolding and right. shit? We were like, God damn, that's fucking weird. 
Yeah, they got rid of it this year because even the fucking <laughs> Bucks didn't believe in Baker Mayfield. They're like, no, nah, we need to get rid of these seats. We only needed them with Tom Brady. So everything is back to the norm when it comes to the Bucks. What really makes me mad is that they've won four games in a row. And I have to listen to these insufferable <laughs> fucking idiots that are Bucks fans. That they think they have the remote chance of winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> like, they might as well go to a petting zoo and lick a donkey's ass. They have a better shot of doing that than they do winning a Super Bowl. It's really getting upsetting to me. I'm sick and tired of the... Like, all of a sudden, this last week, I'm seeing Bucks flags. They're flying. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're flying. <laughs> After Baker Ball wins. I'm like, I literally want to kill myself. Like, I want to take Santa Claus and take him to your house and slit his throat out in your lawn for your kids to see. Because I fucking hate you people so much. Um, I literally, like right now, if Biden's sleepy ass accidentally hit the red button that dropped the nuke on us, I would gladly die so that these Bucks fans wouldn't be able to be so self-involved. <laughs> Fuck these people and the horse or the mammal they rode in. Malin, pirate ship. do... Do not let them somehow, some way, win a playoff game. It's over. How, how far <laughs> do you think they're going to get in the playoffs? It's over. No, they're not going to. They're going to win the. They're going to win the AFC, the NFC South. They're going to win that. They'll play one home playoff game, probably against Dallas. Probably beat Dallas because Dallas still <laughs> oh, hasn't figured Dallas out how to win on the road. Dallas beat him last year. There's no way that Baker Mayfield beats them when Tom Brady couldn't. Oh, That's could you imagine? And once they've won that game, and they have to go on the road, and then they lose. So they beat Dallas because no. Dallas is not that good. And, 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 that, and, and in all honesty, um, they will lose the home playoff game. I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to win the South. They, well, the whatever fucking what are they in the South, Central, whatever? Who cares? I mean, whatever shithole Central South Florida con- <laughs> conference they're in, they're gonna win that. They are. I mean, they play Dallas. Don't even leave. Obviously, it. yeah. The, the Saints aren't gonna do it. The Falcons definitely aren't gonna do it. it in Carolina, they're already looking at uh, drafting another quarterback. So, uh, you know, so yeah, Tampa gets in. And, 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 and as far as Baker goes, I mean, Baker's probably a top fifteen quarterback. He's not bad. No, he's not. Um, God but, but you know, I, and and he's playing for a, a new contract. That's exactly what he's playing for. So if oh, yeah. if he can, they win this. They win the conference. They are. Uh, they win their division. They go into the playoffs playing at home, probably against Dallas. And, I, and, and you know, I mean, Dallas beats I'm still them. I'm still on Dallas. Dallas, Dallas has some problems Spanked them. that they can't but seem Dallas to get over. Right here in the playoffs at home at Tampa. 
Dallas beat. Yeah, that was if, last if, year. If that was last year. That's not this year. Tom Brady was already moping about the divorce and, and, and the fact that he had to give Giesel like $260 million. <laughs> right? He wasn't going to see the kids. wasn't going to get that G.I. Joe with a kung fu grip, you know, for Christmas. Yeah. Um, the dog didn't want him anymore. I mean, he, he actually picked up the phone and called A.B. and asked if he could hang out with him. And A.B. goes, fuck it, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Thank God, this was a model, not a finger. You would have gotten an album. A finger nester. All right. Anyways, uh, I I'm sorry. That was that was disrespectful. That was mean. <laughs> um, can, can I add one more L to the week? Sure. Okay, because I would be remiss if we did not talk about the Detroit Pistons. God. Setting the NBA record for 27 straight <laughs> losses. 27 people. You thought you wanted to trust the process with Philly. Yeah. It would lose 26. I will hand uh, you the Detroit Pistons. I mean, they don't have a fucking clue <laughs> and on top of that there was a player i don't even know his name because i don't give a shit about the detroit pistons to remember any name that plays for them <laughs> but somebody last night on the detroit pistons and i'm sure he tried really hard in fact i know he tried really hard i'm pretty oh, sure he had 41 points rebounds and nine assists he tried really hard kate cunningham yes cunningham kind of reminds me of randall cunningham that always lost with uh, the philadelphia eagles so <laughs> that uh that is what you got you guys uh cunninghams you're a bunch of fucking losers okay. but anyways 41 points i think it was eight assists and nine rebounds and nine assists eight assists uh not nine rebounds eight assists he tried really hard not to go into the record books. And yet, here you are with the Joy <laughs> Pistons. And uh, you guys are just bad. You're really bad. And uh, we, we already um, decided as a country that we don't want to fix your water. Um, and we want to move all automotive... <laughs> production out of your out of your city uh so the only thing you really have is axel foley who is a make-believe detective at a uh, detroit out of uh beverly hills ever hill spends most of his time in beverly hills so you know beverly hills so he's even trying to leave detroit um, so I don't really know what you guys have left in Detroit, you know the, except for uh, the Lions, maybe, uh, because you guys won the NFC North, which, you, do you guys understand that we watched history happen this last Sunday? That was the first time that the Detroit Lions won NFC North. First time. 
30 years since they won the division. But the last time they won the division was when they played in the NFC Central. They were the last team to win a division since they realigned in 2002. So we saw some mediocre history (laughs) shit happen with Jared Goff at quarterback. And Campbell somewhere is not eating turkey legs. He's eating kneecaps. So, by all means... The great part about the Pistons, uh, guess who plays them tomorrow night? At home. Boston. Oh, yeah. Mm. Not to be 28. (laughs) And you know what? Oh, yeah, yeah. You you can't lose to Detroit. Now every team... It's like, oh, we <laughs> right. can lose, lose to them. We can lose to, you know, we can lose to Philly. We can lose to San Antonio. We can lose to the Clippers. No fucking way are we losing to Detroit. No fucking way. I'm just saying that I'm glad that that city created the Model T because we would not have the cars that we're driving with today if it wasn't for Detroit. At the end of the day, um, fuck you people. I'm glad you have dirty water and I hope you die. Like, you guys are terrible. Uh, That's actually so Flint. Detroit. That's a little southeast of Detroit. It's close. Right. Close enough. Yeah. No one wants to help them, so they're all dying. Um, so, yeah. So, if Russia is listening right now, Putin, if you want to drop a nuke, start there and work your way south. But he was, I I mean, it's funny because all 10 Detroit fans were screaming that they needed to basically trade all the players, fire the coaching staff and sell the team. I'm like, okay, um, the owner, what do you want him to do? Fire the coaching staff? I'm like, who's he going to hire? I mean, who, who wants to come into, into that mess and go, yeah, I'll, I'll coach them. Um, you know, it's it's a it's it's a mess. It's terrible. Um, All I know is that uh, Campbell eats kneecaps like Detroit eats dicks. So let's go ahead. Well, let's get well, maybe Campbell five, ate some of that's the first team the, uh, that's Pistons' this, kneecaps. This I don't know, but it's it's uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it's bad. It's, it's really bad for the Pistons. Right. I don't know. We're all I'm not a Detroit fan. I know a couple of people that are Detroit fans. They're not happy with it. Ride or die in five. But, yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> Let, let's hop right into it. Uh, last week, we had, a, we had a great week, boys. We got. Yeah, we did. We conquered last week. Everybody went over 500. Back in it. Uh, Malin and G Money going three and two. Nestor and myself going four and one. Everybody made some money last week, so little golf clap there. Uh, is that is that effing Baltimore pick, bastards? <laughs> uh, Malin is good. still in first place. Two hundred seventeen wins, one hundred sixty-one losses. Yeah, right. He is plus fifty-six. I am two hundred thirty-three wins, one hundred eighty-eight losses, plus forty-five. Nestor, one hundred sixteen wins, ninety-five losses. Plus 21 and G Money, 136 wins, 123 losses. He is plus 13. Uh, so let's get hey, into Nick the. Gillen. 
I don't like how close you're getting to me. I've like, still got uh, a ways to go. I know, but at this point, I kind of feel like you're trying to spoon my ass, and I don't like it. This is. <laughs> I got to be close for the spoon to begin, so you're all right for at least two weeks. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> ah, damn it. I'm about to, to get myself uh, at the very least. something. Uh, Let's start with the first game, which is, of course, the Detroit Lions, the great city of Detroit, going to Dallas, where the Cowboys are six-point favorites at home. This is a Saturday night game. Uh, G-Money, let's start with you. What do you like here? I like Dallas. Um, At home, against the spread, they've only lost one game against the spread, and that was to my Seahawks. Um, the spread was nine, and they didn't cover. They won, but they didn't cover. Um, they're golden at home. They really are. The spread six. I'm taking Dallas in six. Malin? Um, I would just like to add that it's our Seahawks. Um, but I completely agree with what G Money is saying. Um, that, listen, w- when you're talking about Detroit and Dallas. Detroit's lost two in a row. I feel like Detroit is still fool's gold. I still feel like they are. I know that Detroit's 10 to 5 against the spread. I know that Dallas is 9 and 6. But I still don't think that Goff outside of one game has played great the second half of the year. Dak Prescott has played great even though they've lost two games. I think quarterback play is going to be a factor. Um, I'm still nervous about the run game, but I'm taking Dallas in this game. Uh, Nestor, go ahead. Yeah, I think Detroit's uh, defense is still very suspect, um, and Dallas is pretty great at home. So I got to go with Dallas and minus six. Gonna have to agree, even though I really don't want to, to be honest. Uh, both the teams suffer from the same kind of issue, which is on at home they're very good, and then on the road not so good. But with Dallas coming off of two straight losses and just being a better team overall, they should be able to cover six points at home. This is just not the type of game that Detroit seems to do well in. Uh, the only reason I feel bad about this is because the way this segment has gone on this show was that when everything makes sense, the opposite seems to happen. So I'm still going to take Dallas in the six points. <laughs> I'm going to put my money where it should be. So everyone cross their, cross their fingers on that one. Moving on. I next don't want to lose any more money. I'm losing <laughs> money all year. <laughs> Let's go to Sunday. At 1 o'clock, we've got my Patriots, excuse me, going to Orchard Park where they're playing the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 11 and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Need to remind everybody that the Patriots did win the first game of this matchup back in October. But here we are. Malin, what do you like here? Um, I... I honestly don't understand. Now, first of all, I have different betting lines on every app that I'm using. 
Um, so I have 12 and a half with MGM. Um, I have, I think, 11 and a half with covers.com. Uh, with hard rock, I have 12 and a half. So not even all the betting lines have it figured out on like what they want it to be. But usually they're pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about two teams, New England, five and 10 against the spread. I'm sorry, Jalen. I really am. You guys are just bad. Even with zappy time, you're 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 bad. I I apologize. Buffalo six eight and one against the spread. Yeah. Here's what's the what's the point spread you're giving us on the show? Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. That's from Eleven and a half. I'm still taking New England and the points. Because they're playing people close. They're losing games or they're winning games, but it's close. I still believe in Belichick's defense. I don't believe in Buffalo's offense. Defon Diggs has not had a hundred yard game since week five, for God fucking <laughs> sakes. I really do think that Belichick <laughs> is going to be able to scheme up Stop somebody, James Cook, not Dalvin Cook. How the fuck is James Cook second in the league in rushing? Because he plays a bunch of shit-ass defenses. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead. I don't think that New England is going to win the game, but I don't trust Buffalo to blow them out. What are we talking about? What are we thinking? That just seems idiotic to think that, the Patriots would lose that bad or that the Buffaloes, yeah, the, the Bills are that good. They're not. Nestor? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about how I know the Bills are going to try and uh, first they, they fucked me with uh, Stefan Diggs uh, yeah. being, being fucking terrible <laughs> all, all season. And then they they go ahead and they don't cover every time I pick them uh, <laughs> to cover. So I don't know. A little history. I kind of want to just continue. I don't even know at this point. Because I, I, I know they're going to want to win this game and make me feel fucking nervous about the last two games. And then we're playing the Ravens. And I'm just going to be thinking about, you know, winning that division. So... Uh, I I feel like I'm I'm gonna take them to cover, honestly, because I feel like they they're at home. The Bills sometimes at home they they just completely demolish teams, and I feel like that's what they're going for um, to make a statement. So give me the Bills to cover. Okay, they're gonna screw me over. I sure hope so, because I'm gonna take my Patriots to come within that eleven and a half. Uh, this is the, a divisional game. Anytime divisional games have these high point spreads, it always just kind of confuses me because usually they're sort of tight. And I don't know. It just seems like the Bills are kind of riding a bit high right now. And outside of the Cowboys loss that we took and uh, somebody else, I feel like we got blown out by somebody else. But usually all of our losses have been fairly close. Uh, so... I, I just can't quite see us being 
beaten by that much. So, okay, I'll, I'll can take I say us. this? If uh, if Tony didn't line up offsides, right, and the Chiefs won that game, do you think that this would be the no. the the point spread with with the Bills? There's no way after the Chiefs, like they they've been playing with fool's gold all year, right? All year. Just, I don't know. G-Money. I digress. So only twice this season has Buffalo been a double-digit favorite. Their record, 0-1-1. So give me New England. G-Money with the stats. (laughs) All right. Cannot believe that Buffalo is disfavored this game. Wild. Yeah, it's a little I, I think they look at. I think they they look at New England and, and they think, well, you know, it's just not a good team offensively. That they're, they're not that good. And, and you look at Buffalo and, and you think, well, you know, they can put points up, and, and that defense is okay. But it's like, or it could just be that people want. Yeah, you know, the, the the um when they set the betting when they set the line, they want to get this. play, and if they if the if the line was five, they probably wouldn't get as much play with the line being eleven and a half or twelve, okay. depending on as Malin said, depending on um MG if you were going to do MGM bets or you were going to do Caesars or you were going to do Hard Rock or DraftKings or something like that, you know where they they, they just need to get the play. It's all about. For the, setting the battle, betting line is all about the vig. Because yep. I'm going to make, if I set the betting line and I'm a casino, I'm going to get a little bit of that money anyway, win or lose. Lose, I get all of it. If you win, I still get a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm, right. I'm betting with Hard Rock right now because I don't have to fake my phone. You don't have to pretend you're in Canada? No, I was pretending I was in New York, yeah. but that's fine. IRS, don't don't watch this podcast. Yep, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, we're going to the next Sunday 1 o'clock game between the Ravens and the Dolphins. Big one here. Uh, some AFC implications riding on this game. Ravens are three and a half points. Favorites at home. Malin, what do you like here? <laughs> Just... Okay, I first of all, I can't take Nestor seriously when he's wearing a Tommy Hilfiger shirt. I I, I just can't. Damn, sure like, can. Did he buy it in nineteen ninety nine? I I don't know what's happening here. Um, like you're you're not supposed to support white people that hard, Nestor. Um, but anyways, um, both teams are ten and five against the spread. So you're talking about three and a half points. And here's why I like Baltimore. Is they're they're playing on all cylinders right now. Offense, defense, it doesn't matter to the injuries that they've suffered. Miami, on the other hand, without Tyreek Hill, they're struggling. Um do you really think that Baltimore is going to have a problem? 
keeping someone like Waddle in check if Tyreek Hill is out or even if he's just playing a little bit. Um, I don't think Tyreek Hill is coming back this game. Um, and even if he does, Mosert is injured. A-Chain's injured. Like, just Miami just has so many injuries mm-hmm. that makes me not want to trust them adding life. So if I had to put money on it, I'm taking Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going to agree here with Baltimore at home. Um, if Tyreek plays, you know, he's not 100%. Uh, and... The way that their defense has been playing, the way that Lamar has been playing, uh, I think this is just going to be another entry into Lamar's MVP case. And uh, it's going to be bring him that much closer to winning the award. So I'm going to take Baltimore to cover the three and a half at home. Uh, G-Money. Hey, I, wait, hold on. I would just like to point out that USC won their first ball game since 2017. Nice. Uh, without Kayla Williams. Um, they're a short-ass white guy out there throwing some dimes, and they're celebrating like they just won the national championship. <laughs> so that is indicative of California and the way that they see themselves on the global stage. So I apologize. Go, go ahead, G-Money. G-Money. G-Money, you're back. Go. So- both teams come off big wins. Miami having a problem beating teams winner, winning records beat Dallas. Baltimore went across the co- across the country and basically put an ass whooping on the 49ers. Oh, loved it. Um, Miami is just like the 49ers. They run the same types of motion. It, it's no different, really, if, if you watch the games. The only difference is I think two is a better quarterback than Purdy, but I, I think the 49ers have better weapons than what the Dolphins have, especially if Tyreek Hill is not playing. Um, give me Baltimore minus a three and a half. All right, Nestor, tell us why the Dolphins are going to win this game on the road. Go ahead. Um. I think Raheem Monster is going to be uh, Monster is going to be good for this game. I think he's going to be okay. Um, maybe not a hundred percent, but I think McDaniel will be able to use him to manage uh, the clock well. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, and that's why I go with Miami because um, I feel I don't feel like Baltimore is going to run, you know, like a Maybe like a two touchdown game or, or uh, you know, by seven. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. So um, I think I'm hoping Terry Hill will play and kind of distract and, and maybe we can just uh, do the same thing we did at Dallas and just kind of manage the game well. So uh, give me Miami plus the three and a half. Okay. Glad to hear that Nestor is believing in his team. That's all he can do at this point. I just wish that Nestor didn't have his hand in the camera when he's fumbling with the mouse, because that looks inappropriate as shit. But 
Next game, we've got the Seahawks and the Steelers at 4.30 on Sunday. Where the Seahawks uh, Seahawks are three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, It is my turn to go first here. I'm taking Seattle at home here with three and a half points to cover. Uh, When you tell me that we got a Pete Carroll coach team here with playoff implications at home against Mitch Trubisky, presumably, uh, I'm going to, of course, take the Seahawks here, especially since I did take them to be in the NFC Championship game this year. So uh, they need to win this game. I think they will. Steelers have just been really up and down this year, and I hope they spank them. So, G-Money. You know, I'm a homer, so I'm taking Seattle. Um, But it it, it gives me pause in that the last two games came down to the last series with Seattle marching down the field and, and winning that game winning both those games. Um, I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope Seattle has a nice, comfortable lead going into the fourth. Um, you look at Pittsburgh. Um, they're going to start Rudolph, the most sacked reindeer at quarterback. Um, their defense, um, aside from um, T.J. Watt, uh, their linebacking core, I think they're starting like third or fourth string linebackers. I think they assigned someone. Again, off of uh, off of the list, I think it was like a uh, kid that played for Dallas. I think they signed him. Their secondary is, is trash because they're all injured. They they like to play a three safety, which is what we like. We've been doing on and off, but that's what they really like to play is a three safety set, and they can't. In fact, um, they're moving one of their corners to safety to play that so they can play the three safety. And I'm cool with that because that corner was fucking toast. He was burnt like all the goddamn time. So go ahead and move him to safety and see if DK Metcalf does not make him his bitch. Uh, Nestor? Um... I was like, I gotta go with Seattle. Um, I was gonna say something about Pittsburgh. Mess with you guys, but no. Um, I think they're the more talented team. Um, I think Pittsburgh's gonna walk into uh, Seattle just not have a good time. There's gonna be a big crowd. Um, it's obviously more talented. Um, there was a game before, I think, I forget which game where. I think it was against uh, actually the Patriots, where they just man they just look so so bad. Uh, they look like they're they're real uh, real selves this season. Like wow, they should have been uh, kind of like the result they should have had throughout the whole season. I just felt like they were getting these wins that out of nowhere. So um, this is who the Steelers are, um, and yeah. I think Seattle's going to cover easily in this game. Malin. Um, I think Pittsburgh is a lot like Dallas. Or not not Dallas. Uh, Detroit. Um, your city's dying. Um, U.S. Steel is a myth. You guys are a bunch of bitches. Like, none of you guys have jobs. Um, I... I 
I don't know what's happening over there. Um, you guys were riding the dick of Bit Big uh, Big Ben while he was raping people out in Colorado, and that's cool. Uh, but we're about to whoop your guys' ass. It's gonna happen. Uh, Seattle's gonna get the win. Um, and I would just like to add the the only saving grace that Nolan's Batman trilogy had was that Heinz Field. <laughs> Was buried under a bomb, and that was awesome for all of America to see. Nobody likes Pittsburgh. Um, you guys puff your chest out for no goddamn reason. There's Steelers fans all over the fucking country. Why? Because no one actually wants to live in Pittsburgh, so they move away. Because your city is fucking terrible. Um, so I don't understand why we're, we're doing all this shit. Like, they call it the terrible towel. Yeah, terrible towel like a terrible fucking city. Uh, <laughs> you can all die. Um, no one likes you. Um, and I'm taking Seattle. That's uh, my ass. Well, with that being said, let's move to the last game on the Oh, we still have here. one more game? Yes, we have one more. Yeah, we do. Which is... Uh, also on Sunday, around the same time, Cincinnati and Kansas City. Kansas City is at home, seven-point favorites. G-Money, what do you like here? You know, it, 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 it's sad, really, because this is probably one of the better defenses that Kansas City has had since uh, Mahomes has been quarterback. It's unfortunate that he has no wide receivers that can catch the ball. And um, his tight end, Kelsey, who you, who could be counted on to catch anything he threw at him, is now catching shit that Taylor Swift is throwing at him. So he's like, eh, nah, 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 brah. I'm, I'm going up there. Um, and, and in Kansas City, um, yeah, you go. Uh, he's uh, Kansas City really, the last four or five years, can win games, but they don't cover. Um, I think this is another one of those games where they, they they want to get play on both sides, so they make so so they make money. Um, but I'm taking Cincinnati minus this. I'm taking Cincinnati plus the seven. I I, I think Kansas City can win this game. I just don't think they'll cover the cover that spread. Uh, Nestor. I gotta agree. Um, I think Kansas City will win this game, but they won't cover. They have too many issues on offense, and Mahomes is really, really frustrated. Um, right now, he's the QB that complains the most, or probably the player that complains the most in the NFL. Um, and he needs to learn how to deal with it. Um, so I think I think Cincinnati could probably win this game, but I'll just take them to give me the Bengals plus the seven. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree real quick. I'm just going to say Cincinnati plus seven. They're getting healthier and healthier as, as the weeks go on here outside, of course, the quarterback. But every, everything else is improving for them, and the Chiefs just seem to kind of be in a, in a big rut right now. So, Come within seven, I'll definitely take the Bengals. Go ahead, Malin. 
Browning ball, baby. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm a believer. Browning, you devil alum, you're going to whoop that Kansas City ass just like my Husky is going to whoop the Longhorns ass. Just a whole lot of spanking going on. So you want to talk about dry rub, <laughs> just imagine what the Bengals are going to do to Kansas City with that point spread. So I'm going on with the Bengals. All right. So the only two games that we differ on are New England and Buffalo. Nestor is taking <laughs> Buffalo to cover. And ne- ne- Nestor is laughing about my dry rub, Joe. <laughs> Nestor is also taking his Dolphins to come within three and a half against the Ravens. Besides that, we're all agreeing. And that W, baby. Kansas City about to get dry rubbed by the Bengals, so they'll be singing that Folsom Prison Blues (laughs) as they drop the soap in the shower. All right, shit. Well, gentlemen. This is our our last episode of 2023, so uh, it, it's been real. It's been a great year for the show. Uh, yeah, I guess if anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up, that's going to be it. Uh, I would just like to point out that uh, Forehead's a bitch, and uh, I love him, but I wish he was here. I kind of feel like the... The nights are getting earlier because the forehead is doing something with the moon. But I miss you, Shaq. <laughs> Wish you were still here. Let's, whatever. We should have a segment on the worst takes this year because let's not forget somebody said Daniel Jones was going to be MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. And he, and he also said that Calvin Ridley was a great fantasy take. Right. And, uh, oh, ouch. Daniel Jones and I mean, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> so if I find I mean, him, Ridley I'm, had what a couple of games where he looked really good. I'm gonna hit him in the goddamn face. Just I'm gonna hit him in the face. And I'm gonna knee him in the dick. That that's what's gonna happen. Well, that would be a good, good. The worst takes of 2023 video. Uh, oh, bad. So Jesus. Christ. Yeah. Where did you find these people, Jalen? <laughs> that, that will do it. For this week's show. Um, we will see you all in 2024. And uh yeah, with that, we will we'll see you guys. Have a good one. In the year. Mm-hmm.